Welcome to Life Club. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Don Dalby. Don, are you ready to do this? Oh, absolutely. On this special day, you got it, George. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Don is a CFP, a BFA, a CRPC. She is a CEO. She is the first certified behavioral financial advisor in the United States. She's an author. Her newest book is Live Wealthy, Own Your Worth, Grow Your Wealth. Dawn, I'm so glad to have you back on the show. Refresh our memories. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and what motivated you to put pen to paper again. Yes. Well, first of all, that introduction, too many C's, too many acronyms, too many, like whatever the hell any of that means. <laughs> all that means is that I've been in the financial services industry for 23 years, helping clients build their financial plans, helping them manage their assets, minimize their taxes, all of the things around money. And yes, brand new book came out on April 11th. Um, super excited. It's called Live Wealthy, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y. Um, but I also want to talk about, George has a brand new book out today, the day we're recording this. So that's pretty exciting too. And his book, How to Get Good at Money. So we both have money books out. So that's what we're going to talk about today, right? I, that, that, that sounds like an awesome plan to me. Yeah, so. let's do it. <laughs> So 23 years, I think you have me by one or two years, Don. Because I'm did, way older than you. <laughs> uh, I, I started in 2001. So literally, it's just it's just one or two years. Um, and are you from Minnesota, Don? I am. Do you hear the accent or do you remember? I uh, Well, I'm from I'm from Minnesota also. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm from up north a little bit in Duluth. Um, anyway, so look at all these look at all these commonalities. Mm hmm. Book, um, Minnesota accents, you know, age, right? <laughs> I know we have it all together. So tell us about the new book. Um, what, what, what was the problem? What are the problems? What are you hoping to, to have the book do all, all that? Yeah, all of the things about the Live Wealthy book. So, you know, I started calculating out how many client meetings I've sat in and it's like, tens of thousands one-on-one -on -one with clients helping them build their financial plan and i remember you know halfway in my career about 10 plus years ago you know i've been able to watch clients go from you know very little in their portfolios to finally them becoming financially independent and reaching their financial goals and and then i'm like you know you made it and you would expect this like big pop, you know, the pop of the champagne and congratulations and you're financially independent. And instead of the excitement, I would get clients being like, well, Don, we just want to change how much our target goal is. We just want a little bit more money. And I'm like, okay, I get it, right? We all want more money. I mean, George, who doesn't want more money, right? Everyone listening to this podcast, we all want more money because we want more life. We want more experiences and opportunities. However, what I learned is that fear was dictating those reasons for wanting more money in their lives. And I'm like, so not only does every single human being need the technical advice on how to build a financial plan how do you how do you have the right type of insurance protection how do you have the right type of investments minimize taxes like all the things to build your wealth like we need that but what we also need and i believe we've been giving a disservice to our clients is that we need to understand this fear-based or emotional relationship we have with money and you know not allowing money to control us 
but where we are in control of our money. So I realized that I needed to give clients um, not just the technical advice, but also like the psychological advice on on really having them finally, you know, kind of break those purse strings and arrive at this place of enoughness. Now, I don't know if enoughness is a word, but that's what I, you know, but, but this place of living free and secure at the same time and being enough. So that's why I wrote the book. Does that make sense? Not only does it make sense, but I love it. And okay. I love, oh. I, <laughs> nice. I love, I love enoughness. It's a, uh, I don't know is 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 that contrary to our culture of of wanting more of private jets and flashier cars and ring whatever yeah you know i i actually feel like it's it's the yin and yang of enoughness like it's okay i believe it's okay to want more and i believe that's what living wealthy really is it's like it's okay to want more but arriving at a place where you know you have enough and even just as important or actually more important than having enough is knowing that you are enough. Um, and so I believe it's okay. We all want more. We all continue to grow and evolve and change. So wanting more is cool, but not at the root fear of, of, you know, a fear, you know, not letting that control our life's decisions where we know that we we are enough the way we're, we have like we have enough and we are enough but if we want more that's okay too and i think you know we need to as human beings really you know compare our wealthiness our w-e-l-l our wealthiness to others based on you know this enoughness not just comparing people on how much money they have in the bank it's about the it's about the yin and yang and the psychology and the technical advice at the same time and i believe if people can arrive at that place like then we have a completely different world because people are thinking differently about what is possible and how to live their life, if that also makes sense. And you're going to say, not only does that make sense, but you agree, right, George? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, yes. I'm yes. looking for opportunities to say no, that, no, you're wrong, but I have not found any yet. It's okay to want more. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that is at the heart of what our purpose is as human beings is to continually be striving to, to improve. But to your point, not in the name of just accumulating more stuff. It's it's okay to be wanting more, but to be feeling that I'm satisfied and and certainly worthy of 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 the person that I am. So it's not me acting out of fear or inadequacy or anything like that. It's just mm -hmm. it's okay to be striving. And I think, you know, like what is that more for us? Like you and I in our I don't know if you're in your fifties yet, but I might be. Um <laughs> are uh, like what is like what are more our definition of more i think changes as we continue to age and like it's a, so funny like i look back in my 20s and 30s you know i all i wanted the things i wanted the material things and i still like the things don't get me wrong and i'm not downplaying the things like the nice cars or houses or whatever um but I just want more experiences and I want more love and connection with people and, you know, and just like the opportunities to think differently and live bigger. And that does take money, but it, but that definition of more and having that pur purposeful driven money, which you also talk about is so vitally important. So let me ask you this. Okay. I'm turning. So he's the host, but let me just take right over. How have what I just said about my book, how does that compare 
in contrast or in similarities to your book and how to get good with money? I am, I spend a lot of time thinking about um, how the unexamined life is, is not worth living and how we go through different seasons of life. When I was in my 20s, the things that I want today, when I'm in my 40s, are very different. And when I'm in my 60s, they will be different still, but that's all good. And what's important from my perspective is that we must all have these conversations for ourselves because we need to run our own race and we need to pursue our own version of happiness and stop living under somebody else's expectations or assumptions or terms um, because life is way too short. Mm. I love that. And really, you know, what it comes down to in your book and in my book is really, like you said, it's taking the taking a second to stop and think and making sure we're just not there looking for more income and more, you know, and just more income to pay more taxes, or we're not just looking for more investments. Like we're, what are, what type of more do we want? And the reason why behind it. And I think, you know, in the day we live in, I mean, what do they say on people on social media? Like our attention spans are what? 2.3 seconds or something crazy like that. It's, 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 we all need to slow that F down and just think a little bit more because when you do that, you give yourself more time and in essence, more life and fulfillment. That's what we all want. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's right. I think that that's right. And yeah. whatever it is that you want is okay. I'm fond of saying that I've never taken a vow of poverty. You know, I'd love going out and getting coffee. It's one of my favorite things. So that's not going to prevent you from becoming a millionaire. And it's because mm-hmm. unless people say that something is bad, it, that's, 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 that's really irrelevant. So I think it does a lot. So much of it does come down to what your ideas are. And the only way that we know what our ideas are is if we actually spend time thinking about these things. Thinking, using this free resource of our brain that either takes us left or takes us right, right? It can take us down the mental health issues and the anxiety and, you know, all of that kind of stuff that we all suffer with, but it also can take you down the right path and thinking bigger about, your life. Like I love the fact that you just put up the Starbucks coffee. And I love the fact that like, if someone told me that I couldn't have my coffee, um, and I needed to save my $4 on my coffee, I'm like, well, wait a second. That just gave me the energy to write my book. Just like it gave you the energy to write your book and you're impacting more lives and making more money than the $4 it costs you to, to drink that coffee. So again, it's, I, I love this synergy that we have, and it's really about, thinking it's using this tool that we all have and using it in a positive way to make change in our life and clearly post covid we all need change we're all looking for change right we're all looking for a different way to operate and to live our lives and i think that's super critically important that this message is to stop and think what a perfect time to be questioning everything which Mm -hmm. i feel like we are now we're questioning how we raise our kids and police our communities and and everything else. And mm-hmm. So why wouldn't we be thinking about really everything? Um, I think I, I know that you have such a wonderfully unique perspective because you've been a practicing financial advisor for 23 years. And so how you interact with clients in year one is different than year 10 and now year 20 and everything else. Mm-hmm. And um, so that you're thoughtful and you took the time to write the book, I think is, is, is super cool. How do you, how do you, hmm, 
As 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 you're looking at at how your perspective on being an advisor has changed, which I'm, and I assume that it has. Um, what what do you think that your role is as a financial advisor for your clients? Mm, such a great question. You know, the the foundation's always the same, right? We're always looking for how to maximize our having our money work harder than we do for it. So it's about minimizing, you know, it's about investing, of course, and minimizing the fees in your investments and minimizing the taxes to have your money work hard for you. Um, And then also looking at the tax from not just an income perspective, but how are you minimizing the taxes from an investment perspective? So it's the having your money work and minimizing your taxes are the foundation to um, that has never changed in building wealth. But you know, the, the, biggest thing that has really changed in in how I deliver money in my mindset is that, you know, I was just sitting in the chair in my office for so many years of going, I'm helping millionaires become multimillionaires. And the people that really need my advice are the non-millionaires that want to become the millionaires and want to do the right things, but but they don't have access to people that have been in the business for two decades because we don't make money off of the non-millionaires, right? So we, we don't want to help those people. So I kept thinking, gosh, this whole mindset of how I work with clients needs to change. And so what I did is over the last five years, you know, I developed this digital online advisory platform. And I went back to those first couple of meetings I had with clients. And I was like, how how do I create this in a new innovative way where we can give the, that, that advice? Like that advice was literally looking at people's their their spending plan and going, how much do you have left over at the end of the month? And the clients would say, negative 300 like you know like like nobody had money left over and we call it discretionary money and i'm like okay so so you don't have any money left over but we need to find a way to help you save for the future so what i would do is just take a look at all of their expenses and start going okay we need to minimize your tax bill over here we need to stop wasting money on you know the wrong type of insurance plans and we need to stop you know wasting money on um, maybe all the extra money we're spending on our kids or going out to dinner, whatever it is, right? You could always find, we always, I have this way of finding money in people's, I don't even want to call them budgets, but they're spending plans. And so I looked for how do we really save taxes and stop wasting our money so we can uh, take that money and apply it towards people's today's and their tomorrow's and i think the the thing that's changed most in my life is about you know creating this digital online platform for the younger generation but really teaching the younger generation that you know what you actually don't have to you don't have to give up today to ha- to plan for tomorrow like that's a big thing like we used to think we had to like get this negative scarcity budget mindset can't have our starbucks which i see you like sipping on that um as we talk um <laughs> But, you know, we don't have to do that. We can still live freely today if we stop wasting our money. And I think that's really shifted in my um, in, in how I run my business and how I give advice to clients. But it's so true. It's just we don't like like you, nobody wants to be on a diet the rest of their life. So we want to make sure that we're not on a budget either. We want to like have 
fluidity and freedom in how we build our wealth. And I think that's so critically important um, for people today to hear that. What's wrong with the word budget? You seem to hate it, Don. I I hate it. You know what? I have a big personality. <laughs> and it, like w- when people tell me I need to be on a diet or I need to have a budget, like budgets are important, but it's about... It, it's the word that drives me crazy. What I like, and because budgets don't really work. If you look at a but, what a real budget is, it's like nickeling and diming every little category. And it's like, well, last time I checked, I don't do the same things every month. So instead of a budget, we like to come up with these, I call them spending plans where there's, there's about three or four different buckets of money that you can spend and it gives you flexibility. So granted, if you want to write a book like crazy George did and you need 50,000 Starbucks in one month, then go do it. It's just, you can't have the other things. It's about prioritizing your spending is really what it comes down to is you can't have everything, but you can prioritize and um, have limits on certain things at certain times. It's just about prioritizing, but so you can still live your today right? Your core values today. I want everyone to, to know that they, they don't have to give up today. Um, and they don't have to have a scarcity budget mindset. Do you budget, George? Let's be real. Do you budget? No, I, I hate budgeting. Okay. And it doesn't work. We hate it, right? Because it doesn't work. <laughs> my my wife keeps our budget and, uh, and I hated it forever because yeah. I felt like I was getting in trouble. I felt like mm-hmm. I was a little kid that was getting called into the principal's office. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate everything you're talking about, about, about having a spending plan and prioritizing your spending and doing your best to align it to our core values, because mm-hmm. that's the trick. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm within my budget. I do care if I'm allocating my resources in the smartest possible way that is congruent with what's most important to me. So, right. Yeah. And that's, that is so important. And it, you know, going back to the whole food, the diet and the budget thing there, they go hand in hand. Like I, I'm not going to lie. Like yesterday was Sunday. I might've had a big plate of nachos that was this big. Let's go. Right. Right. I know. And just like the sour cream and guac and the cheese and the chicken and the pork, like, Oh, Ah. and the chips. It was so amazing. (laughs) But again, prioritizing, like if I did that every day, I would be broke and fat. Um, but the other thing is, is like today, then I do intermittent fasting. Like I don't eat until noon and I'm having just black coffee. And then I'm having a really, you know, a salad today and I'll do that the rest of the week. But it's about, it's that same concept about it's the balance and it's prioritizing and making sure we're doing the right things 80% of the time and, and letting the purse strings little loose or letting, you know, us enjoy life a little bit without the guilt that we have with eating and with money. I mean, it's so important. You need to find something that's going to be sustainable. It's got to work. Otherwise, we're just going to stop doing it. Yes. And by the way, let's talk. Okay. Money, growing money. Growing money is so much easier than like exercising too. If you think about like health and the combination or the comparison of health to wealth, health, you it, 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 the older we get, the harder it is to stay healthy, right? It's the heart. It, it takes more energy because we don't want to. Um, we can't work out as hard as we age. And it's just this constant battle. We got to get up. We got to make smart food decisions. We got to make smart exercising decisions. Money's completely opposite. Like if you're in your 20s or 30s, like you just have to set it up. And then the older you get, 
and the more money, the harder it works for you. And it's just like when people always ask me like, gosh, you know, it's so hard to, to have your money, like have a lot of money. It's like, it actually isn't, it's way easier than taking care of your body. It's so much easier. Um, because again, comes back to the core values. Most of us have core values around money, you know, wanting wealth and we want to have health. And I mean, we didn't have those, we wouldn't be able to survive. So super important concepts to us, but like growing your money is actually easier than keeping your body healthy, which I, I, I don't know if you've ever thought of it like that, but it, it's so true, right? I, I have not. And, and I think it's great uh, that getting older is certainly a drag and, uh, and yes, it makes, gets harder. Uh, but as long as we do have, and are doing the right things when we're younger. Um, you put the systems or processes in place and then, yeah, just really it grows and grows and grows and compounds and, right. and it's actually easier. So, I mean, I, I did a video earlier this morning and I'm like, I've never had, and I said in this video, I never had one person come back to me when they started saving in their twenties and thirties that said, Ooh, we gotta, we gotta stop. We gotta put the brakes on now because I can't afford that Roth or I can't afford that savings plan. It's either like it's out of sight, out of mind. They forget about it. They magically work within what's left over. And they realize that after you do that for a year or so that you're either going to pay the IRS, or you're going to pay yourself more, you know, it's not equal dollar to dollar, but you know, you pay the IRS less and you pay yourself more and it almost comes out to similar dollars. If you do it right and stop wasting money and you have this flexible spending plan that we're talking about, it's like, um, people don't understand that. Like you don't miss it, right? It's that foundation of building wealth has always been the key and it's easier when you're younger to build wealth. Amen. Well, don't they work out? Yes. <laughs> it's got to work out a little bit harder on those days that you're eating that plate of nachos. I know. I know. I'm probably bringing that up because I didn't exercise on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and I had nachos twice and sat outside. It was just fantastic. But, you know, like I'm feeling probably, I mean, if we're going to be real, I'm probably a little guilty today, but um, it's okay. It's okay. This too shall pass. Yes. Don. Well, thank you so much for coming back on, Don. It was wonderful to see and talk with you again. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they get their copy of Live Wealthy, Own Your Worth, Grow Your Wealth? Yes. Yeah, so anyone and everyone can find me right on my website, which is my name, Don Dalby, D-A-W-N-D-A-H-L-B-Y.com. Um, you can purchase the book directly from the website or you can go to Amazon if you want as well. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show down your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to dawndalby.com, D-A-W-N-D-A-H-L-B-Y. Pick up your copy of Live Wealthy, Own Your Worth, Grow Your Wealth, and check out all the other great resources that Don has worked on and put together and everything else to help you to also get better at money and become the wealthy version that you want to be. Thanks again, Don. Thank you. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.